0: Welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter in multifamily real estate. I'm your host, JC Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And Joining me, as always, is my good buddy, my co-host, the godfather of lending, Mr. Paul Peebles, national underwriter for old capital lending. Polly, how are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling great.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) Paul. Doing doing
1: good. And how about you, JC? How's everything going in Northern California?
0: I am feeling fantastic. You know, this is a new year and a new decade. And uh, I am so excited about what this new decade has to bring us. And you know, Paulie, one of the things that I get the most excited about is is understanding how to save taxes. I mean, if you can put real estate together with tax savings, that's really great one-two punch. I talk about it all the time. It's not just about owning real estate, it's about all the tax advantages that you can have from owning real estate and really the guest the repeat guest now that we have on today Polly, uh is a an expert uh, not only an expert but an acknowledged expert amongst all of the industry circles uh, that all of us multifamily folks run in sure. an acknowledged expert on how to save taxes and so uh, we've got a really great show today for all of you viewers and listeners out there We are going to talk about capital improvements versus repairs and how to use tax code uh to your advantage when it comes to both those subjects and so i want to welcome Polly to the show as a repeat guest mr brandon hall of the real estate cpa show or uh, cpa company excuse me brandon thank you so much for joining me, man and welcome to the show
2: thanks JC paul i appreciate uh appreciate you guys having me back on
1: Absolutely. no problem i i also wanted to um... Say, you know, we've made a, a a lot of money with appreciation this last decade from, say, 2011 to, say, 2019 and in 2019. And now uh, we really have to be more efficient when it comes to taxes. And, uh, you know, we turn over a new leaf when coming in January, April 15th is right around the corner. So we have this is a probably a very timely conversation to, to kind of figure out where, you know, reoccurring expenses where capital expenses, where maybe an asset management fee comes into the, to the operating statement and how we underwrite those deals. Uh, And so I think it's, uh, it's very timely. It's, it's very not, you know, we're we're dealing with guys like JC who owns, you know, lots and lots of units that uh, his firsthand knowledge about what's going on and how to, how to gain wealth by, you know, using the taxes, the tax law and the tax code correctly. And so uh, let's, let's get it going with uh, Brandon here. And so kick it off JC.
0: Yeah, it's so critical, right, Polly? And 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 Brandon knows this, right? It's not not just about uh, how much uh, you know uh, return on your investment that you make, but also how you're using the tax code to your advantage to shelter and make sure that you're not paying uh, more taxes than you need to. Um, what we're going to talk about today, folks, is re- repairs and capital improvements. Now, now, Brandon, there's a lot of uh, tax code that's been very favorable in the last few years, uh, to how we can, we can leverage, uh, capital improvements and repairs. So why don't you spend a little bit of time talking to the audience? Maybe first let's back up and go high level and, and why don't you give folks an, uh, a quick overview on the difference between a repair and a capital improvement?
2: Yeah, well the, uh, the difference between a repair and a capital improvement can actually get relatively complex <laughs> pretty quickly, but at a high level, a repair is something that it's an expenditure that keeps a component or a piece of property in operable condition. An improvement is like replacing that piece of property or component or enhancing it, making it better. So that is at a very high level, the difference between a repair and an improvement. Now, from a tax perspective, a repair is going to be immediately deductible. It's going to be a P&L line item. So it'll be on your profit and loss statement. As an expense, whereas a capital improvement is going to be recorded on the balance sheet. And then it's going to be depreciated over a certain time frame, depending on the class life of that improvement. Uh, for most most, uh, most investors, if you're buying multifamily property, you're looking at a 27 and a half year uh, depreciation life. If you are buying commercial property, you're looking at 39 years. There are some things that we can do. I think that we touched on those last time in terms of cost seg studies. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm making an improvement to a piece of personal property, I can deduct that over five years. If I'm making an improvement to, uh, to the land, I can deduct that over 15 years. So I don't have to necessarily deduct all of my capital improvements over 27 and a half years or 39 years. I can accelerate them, but I'm still deducting them over time. Unless, I've, unless I've, of course, we're talking about 100% bonus depreciation, which is a, a different conversation as well. So.
0: Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, Brandon. I mean, the key here that we're talking about is as an apartment owner, right? Uh, if, if you're, if you're going to be trying to minimize your taxable uh, situation with profits, and obviously you would prefer to have lots of things as repairs because you can take that all off in that particular year that you're filing taxes, if it's a capital improvement, then you're going to have to wait X number of years. Even if it's just five years, you'll have to wait to see the, 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 the benefits of, of that on your tax situation. But now you've got some tricks. Uh, well, not tricks, I should say, but some, some tax code that's going to help people to actually take advantage of some things with capital improvements to speed up their, uh, their ability to take that off their, their, their current income. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah.
2: So first we always have to understand what is it that we're trying to accomplish. If we're trying to accomplish optimal tax efficiency, then we're going to help our clients, especially those that are buying large multifamily properties or commercial properties. We're going to help you plan out your rehabs, help you plan out that value add aspect of the the overall strategy. Um, A lot of it comes down to timing at the end of the day when we're talking about those larger properties, but if the goal is not necessarily tax efficiency, maybe we're like two years out from sale. um, Then we might not actually want to accelerate everything because if we're going to, if we're going to be putting everything on the P and L as an expense, that's going to reduce your net operating income at the end of the day. Um, And it could have a negative impact on your valuation when you do go to sell. So we have to kind of keep that, that liquidation plan in mind whenever we're talking about um, kind of, that optimal tax efficiency piece that we can step through. But really what we're looking at here when we're looking at repairs versus capital improvements uh, in 2013, the IRS came out with the or, or Congress came out and the IRS uh, pushed out the 2013 tangible property regulations. So it's a new code section as of 2013 and at a high level, it basically says that if you make a betterment adaption or restoration to your property, then whatever expenditure that, that was, is going to be a capital improvement. But when you start digging into the details a little bit, when you dig into the code, you realize that, and and they have these exact same examples that I'm going to go over. um, You realize that there's a materiality threshold and that materiality thresholds right around 30%. So in some of the examples for uh, that, that the IRC has the internal revenue code has that you can go and look up. It's all public. There will be like an example of there's a 10 unit apartment building and all HVAC units are under one roof. And the HVAC system as a whole then is made up of 10 HVAC units. Well, the taxpayer goes and replaces two HVAC units during the year, cost them 10,000 bucks to do that. Uh, in the past, you would capitalize those, that, that $10,000 and you would depreciate it over 27 and a half years. When you look at the 2013 tangible property regulations, you realize, well, um, it's not a it's not an adaption. It's not a restoration. It's a betterment, but the betterment materiality threshold is 30%. I replaced two out of 10 units, arguably a little less than 20%. So I can immediately deduct the cost of this HVAC repair. So I get a $10,000 dollars p line item um, and a, a current expense if that's the route that I, I wish to take. So the 2013 tangible property regulations are really good for multifamily property owners, commercial property owners. The more square footage you have, the better the results tend to be. The more units you have, the better the results tend to be if you're looking for that optimal tax strategy or that optimal tax efficiency. So what we do in that case is, you know, we'll come in and say, well, wait a second, let's not replace 10 out of 10 HVAC units this year. Let's do two this year, two next year, two the year after that. Um, That's kind of how we come in and help our deal sponsors.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. So, so the magic is, uh, if it's under 30%, is that sort of the trick, uh, the magic number there?
2: Yeah, it, there's, there's no bright line test. Um, but per the examples and, uh, different things that have come out since 30% seems to be that magic number.
0: Okay. So let's talk about other sort of, um, tax code advantages that we can leverage, uh, with capital improvements.
2: Yeah. So within that same 2013 tangible property regs, they, 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 there were three safe harbors that came out. The one that we most often use is called the de minimis safe harbor. That allows you to deduct up to $2,500 per line item on the invoice of anything that you're improving. What you cannot do is you can't break up an HVAC unit and say, my HVAC unit costs $3,000, but the motor costs $500, the cables cost $500, the casing costs $2,000. You can't do that. So we would aggregate it and say, well, it's a $3,000 HVAC unit. But what you can do is you can separate your invoices out between materials and labor. And you can deduct, you know, if my HVAC unit costs $2,499 and the labor to install it costs $2,000, you might look at that and say, well, in the aggregate, that's 4,500 bucks. But what we would do is we would say, break the materials and labor up uh, on two separate invoices. And now you have two separate invoices less than 2,500 bucks. Um, That is a that's in the code section and allows you you can do that per the code section, uh, talking about the de minimis safe harbor. So anything under twenty five hundred dollars per line item on the invoice can be immediately deducted. We see this. This is it's it's honestly amazing Um, when we review tax returns. We always review tax returns for anybody that's coming in the front door. So before you can become a client, we're going to take a look at your tax returns. And uh, the twenty thirteen tangible property regulations is where we make a ton of money with tax planning. And of course, if we make money, our clients are making a ton of money too. And literally what we're doing is we're saying, give us your federal depreciation schedules. We want that federal asset listing. And we're gonna go through first and look for where was the de minimis safe harbor inappropriately um, or, or just not taken or inappropriately taken. Uh, so things that we see all the time will be, we had appliances for $2,000. So that the CPA is depreciating, depreciating it over 27 and a half years. Or they're depreciating it over five years. Both are incorrect if we're factoring in the de minimis safe harbor. Um, We'll have flooring, a flooring repair for $2,300 that's being depreciated over 27 and a half years. Again, incorrect under under the de minimis safe harbor. Uh, So we look for the de minimis safe harbor first because that's the easy win. $2,500, anything less than $2,500 generally should not be on that balance sheet. And then we start asking about. Uh, the Betterment Adaption Restoration Test, the materiality thresholds as it pertains to all the improvements. So we're looking at these balance sheets. We're scrubbing them for new clients and then we're coming back to them and saying, hey, your CPA costs you X dollars because they don't know how to step through the 2013 tangible property regs. Good news is we can fix this for you. And here's what it looks like to to come on board. So so the De minimis Safe Harbor, the Betterment Adaption Restoration Test, that's really driving a lot of the repairs versus improvements conversations. Uh, but a, a lot, we have found that there's not a whole lot of CPAs out there that there's definitely CPAs out there that know exactly what they're doing. Um, there's, there's quite a few folks that don't.
0: You you give us an example of anybody that you found some outrageously, uh, sort of things that you've been able to save people money on. And that might be an interesting subject there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this one isn't necessarily related to the 2013 tangible property regs. There were, there were some errors there. Uh, but in 2017, The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act now allows for commercial property owners, so 39-year property. Uh, You can section 179 your roofs and your HVAC systems and a couple other things as well. So we were reviewing a tax return. uh, It was a $33 million property, and the roof, I think, cost right around $800,000, and it it was being depreciated over 39 years. It was placed into service December 2017. And, uh, the, or sorry, December, 2018, it was placed in service December, 2018, about $800,000. And there was like a half month of depreciation on the 2018 tax return for that roof specifically. So that, that mistake took us about five minutes to find. And, uh, the, the answer is we have to go back and amend that tax return. We can't correct it going forward as it pertains to section 179. So, uh, but basically what had happened is they had taken a, a half month of depreciation so $800,000 divided by 39 times a half a month. That's what they had taken. They could have taken the entire 800K. Yeah. So I think the tax cost to those guys, once we like factored everything in, was right around $200,000. Uh, but Just a very simple mistake. Very simple mistake. Very, very long lasting relationship with their CPA. Very entrenched relationship. Um, and those conversations are always tough to have because it's like, well, your CPA is not actually costing you what you're paying them. They're costing you that plus the tax misses. So
0: yeah, that's so amazing. I mean, this is exactly why we 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 like to say that we don't like talking heads. We we like to talk to experts, and uh, and really, this is a matter of saving potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars with uh, these these potentially uh, costly tax mistakes. So, the other yeah. thing, you know, Brandon, I want to quickly talk about is, um, you know, we've got um, a lot of listeners out there that um, you know they've got a lot of questions uh, about taxes and about real estate investments. And you have actually a pretty, uh, what I think is an amazing, uh, conference coming up, which, which is a virtual conference, which, which by the way, I myself have paid to attend and I am not, uh, you know, I didn't get a free seat, uh, but I'm super excited about it. And I really wanted to let you sort of tell our listeners about what you, what you've got cooking here. Cause it is, it is something pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, JC. So, so what you're talking about is the tax and legal summit. It's February, February 29th, March 1st, 2020. It is an online two day event. So it's going to be held via zoom, just like we're talking right now. Um, and we're we're targeting about 30 different speakers. I think we have about 15 confirmed at this point. But all we're doing is talking about tax and legal topics, specifically for landlords and real estate investors. So if you're a landlord or real estate investor and you have even an inkling of tax or legal questions, this conference should answer a lot for you. Uh, The idea kind of came from the fact that, you know, I I go and speak at a lot of these conferences. We we always get like a carve out of a 45 minute tax topic session. And it's always the most well attended session in the entire conference. Right. So all these conferences, they typically do the same talk about the same thing. It's raising capital um uh, building your business going from 0 to 5 million units you know <laughs> right. it's like all kind of the days. same stuff yeah yeah exactly but then everybody comes <laughs> to the tax stuff so i was talking with thomas um he's my co-host on our podcast and we're like how do we get how do we get something that's super hard hitting for people that a lot of people will attend right people aren't necessarily just going to go and attend a live tax conference it's not super exciting um But we were like, we can do it online and we can, uh, we we can do it online. We can get really good speakers in and we can just do tax and legal topics. And if you buy a ticket, you get access to the recordings afterwards. So even if it went over your head, you can sit there and play it on slow mo. And yeah, so it should be really good. It's 99 bucks if you use promo code RECPA. And, uh, if like one of the tax sessions, there's gonna be 30 sessions or, or somewhere right around there. So something about 30 sessions. We got two really great keynote speakers that we're going to be announcing, and uh, if, if one of the tax sessions should pay for your ninety-nine bucks, so if you if you pay and you come and you don't enjoy it, I'll give you your ninety-nine bucks back, one hundred percent. But that ain't going to happen.
0: <laughs> I mean, ninety-nine bucks. Any couch potato loving real estate investor has has got to get in on this. This is uh, this is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. How, how do I people uh, sign up? About uh, how do people get more information about your your virtual summit?
2: You can just go to www.taxandlegalsummit.com and uh that's it you just got to click sign up and be good to go.
1: JC if people want to get more information about what you do tell them a little bit uh tell them a little bit about what you do.
0: What do we do, Polly? Well, we like to help people, Polly, and, and that's the whole reason we started this show. Um and uh, I myself have been uh buying and operating apartment properties for the last 13 years. And, uh, and so we and so are So
1: you just didn't get into it last week or two months well, ago. Well,
0: yeah, I went to, I went to the seminar that Brandon did too. We learned how to buy 5 million units in two days. And so here I am. <laughs> Presto. Yeah, it
2: was a great seminar. I'm selling yeah, it, it was 99 by the way. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> a joke. I'm not
0: selling That's right. <laughs> no, but, but, you know, ultimately, uh, Polly, you know, if, if people out there have questions about investing, if you're just getting started. Uh, if you, if you want to know, you know, what the heck's going on in multifamily, then hear it from people that have been there and done that. Uh, Our company, the multifamily property group, we've been in business for a long time and we are all about helping people. And if you would like to have a free 15 minute consultation with myself, uh, and you're out there, uh, then feel free to go to our website. MultifamilyPropertyGroup.com again. MultifamilyPropertyGroup.com, and you can request on the contact us page to uh, have a 50-minute consultation. I would be help- happy to sit down and see if there's anything we can help you out with. Polly, what do you got cooking on your side?
1: If not, we have uh, Dr. Mark Dotzer coming in in April. You definitely want to see Mark Dotzer, uh, another chief economist, and talk a little bit more about the international national uh, market, about what's going on there. He's a he's a funny economist. And so uh, he'll be uh, very entertaining to 500 uh, investors that come watch him. But uh, we're just keeping our our nose down. Old Capital, the lending side, did over a billion plus. This year, we're a national lender. So again, we specialize in apartment lending. I've done it for 35 years. I've closed 5,700 apartment loans. And so we're, uh, we're good at what we do. So if there's any questions go to oldcapitallending.com and uh, just send us an email and, and uh let's get to know you and see what you want to do because you know we we should be your best friend because we're bringing 75 to 80% of the money to the table. One more time, can you get everybody your uh, your website again so that they, if they have any questions they can get a hold of you? Yes,
2: yeah, so the tax and legal summit's www.taxandlegalsummit.com or you can check us out at the real estate CPA that's www.therealestatecpa.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. I, I love connecting with people on LinkedIn too. So.
1: That, that's great. So some great information that we got from Brandon today. We appreciate that uh, tremendously. Uh, JC, always a pleasure. So again, I'm Paul Peebles, JC Castillo, Van Hall. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.
0: it out. Thank you.